The Wild gets set for round two of the home-and-home against the Vegas Golden Knights. Plus, everyone is holding their breath on news about Mason Shaw's injury. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just a reminder, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us as we recap the week and uh, particularly the weekend against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk Mason Shaw's injury, a couple of players that could pick things up a little bit, and potential for uh, who goes where in the lineup as the week rolls on. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and as mentioned, Alex Micheletti joins us for his regular Monday appearance. Unfortunately, not a victory Micheletti Monday, but hey, we'll take a uh, Micheletti Monday regardless. Yes, uh, I'm excited uh, for another episode here. It's uh, getting the crunch time. Uh, we, we love playoff hockey, and so we're hoping uh, the, the Wild clinch here soon so we can just uh, calm the fears of, of Wild fans and uh, get to get to the best time of the year for uh, NHL hockey. Yeah, most definitely. It's Postseason hockey is just a completely different animal, and the situation's pretty clear for the Wild. Win and in. They are in a situation where a win gets them the postseason spot. Now, they can obviously clinch without a win, but I I don't know if we want to open the can of worms of going into the playoffs on like a six-game losing streak. So we're we're not going to entertain that. Uh, The Wild did play Vegas over the weekend, and I think you saw just an instance in which the Wild did not have their best stuff out there on the ice. And some of that can stem from the game against Colorado, which they obviously got up for 100% to win that game. But you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, too, on the other end, and uh, they had a real sluggish game that they played against the Sharks. And so I think it was just one of those weird situations of, like, the emotional kind of, the emotional drop for the Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights being like, hey, we we got to pick it up. And I was talking um, with Kevin Gorg about this after the game on Saturday. Real good opportunity for the Wild to do the same to the Golden Knights uh, here tonight. Yeah, it's a wake-up call for sure. <laughs> you, you, you knew that Vegas was not happy losing to San Jose that that's a team you cannot lose to and so you knew they were going to be coming up you know fired up they were back at home the building was loud there was a lot of wild fans there which was really cool to see in the crowd and they just they knew that they couldn't lose that game and again it's uh, you know I brought it up on Twitter too um, it, this is the second time where they've had a devastating injury happen in that building you know a couple of years you know when they played uh uh, Vegas and in, in, uh, game seven there when Jonas Brodin immediately got hurt. Um, and then it just kind of der- derailed the game. 
and same uh, same time, you know. Uh, this you know this most recent game against them with with Mason Shaw going down, I I just think it took a lot of emotion out of the you know it was really emotional for for everybody on that team. Uh, you know he was <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't put any any pressure on that leg, so it was it was very sad to see just you know after everything he's been through you know tearing his ACL three times and so yeah it, it was tough you know they they just. Um, they couldn't keep it together. Yeah, and for it to happen so early too, I think it happened mm-hmm. what five minutes into the game, and yeah. you have that sort of a thing happen, and we may all think, okay, just take the first intermission to regroup, but it is a tight knit group, as we talked about last week on the show. Uh, it's a tight knit group, and so you have a lot of guys on the team that know what Shaw has gone through to get to this point that obviously felt awful that he uh, he went through that. Again, we'll, we'll be getting word later today, I would imagine, as to what exactly the injury is, but crashing awkwardly into the boards like he did, losing his balance as he did so, non-contact type injury, it's not looking good. And so hopefully... We get some best-case scenario uh, for him, but it's looking like he's probably going to be out for a while, if not the rest of the year. And so it's going to be next man up for this team. Next man up, next guy to fill in that spot, and the Wild have players on the roster right now that uh, are capable of stepping in and filling those types of roles. Yeah, you have to give credit again to Bill Guerin with the moves he made at the deadline because, you know, he has uh, he has uh, Nyquist in his back pocket there ready to, you know, when he's ready uh, to play. And then a guy that you might have been scratched in the playoffs, Sunquist is going to be going to have to play. And so, you know, it's one less uh, one less guy that that they have to. Well, we we don't know for sure, but it could possibly be one less guy. That they that they have to make a lineup decision on, um, and so, yeah, it's a lot. Lots of moving parts. Um, and we, as we've seen throughout this season, guys have been on the fourth line, top line, <laughs> guys on the top line that you would never in a million years think they they are on uh, top line in the NHL, but that's what they've had to do, you know, with with injuries and and so they've persevered and they're still in first place in the Central. That's what we have to. That's what everybody has to realize still. They played poorly. Uh, it's one of 82 games. You move on, and you're going to be at home. And so that makes a huge difference, and we'll see what happens. And Gus is probably going to be in that, right? Um, so uh, that could that could be a difference too. Well, and the other part of it that you can point to as well is you look at the goals that were scored by the Golden Knights, and those are goals more often than not that you want your goalie to be able to make the saves on. The Golden Knights, they got Flurry in the same spot every time, just that that buzzer past the right shoulder, and he was not able to to go up and get those types of, of shots, but the Middleton one, the first one where Middleton's stick like exploded, that was unfortunate, and then you have the other two, and so on that night... Those types of goals were enough. That may not be the case in future matchups between the two. 
that's why this is the best league in the world, right? They 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 do these pre-scouts. They know where um, goalies have a tendency to you know to be weaker at, and they exploited it. You know, and so. Uh, like like you said, there was an unfortunate uh, situation there with Middleton's uh, stick just ex- exploding. You can't you know can't fault him for that. But yeah, they uh, these two teams are very you know close. They they played each other in postseasons and they love love playing against each other. Both fan bases you know uh, enjoy enjoy the matchups, and so it's one of those like we always talk about these weird scheduling quirks <laughs> where they get them again after an off day and they both uh you know we saw a picture from anthony lapanta that both uh both team planes were were right next to each other getting ready to depart to to minneapolis st paul and so yeah it's going to be very interesting you know the last time these two teams played at home is when the wild had a meltdown and had the you know players only meeting and so um you know hopefully they can seek some revenge here at home and uh, get the much needed two points to stay in first yeah and you know maybe we go to the point where the nhl does their schedule like major league baseball where you just have series against teams you play like three games in a row that'd be insane that, no that'd be too, that'd be too much like we did yeah. that two years ago we don't need to do that again no more bubble hockey uh, no so it's it's just an oddity like you said and uh, it is a big game for the wild to pick up two points I am selfishly, in my mind, believing that the Wild just did not want to clinch on the road. They wanted to do it at home in front of the home fans, and so that's what I'm going with. But uh, it is a big game for two big points, and there are several players, handful of players, who can pick things up a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little about Matt Zuccarello when we come back. We're also going to talk about. Uh, a couple of the defensemen uh, for the Wild who had interesting games against the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll we'll talk about who can pick it up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day of the week. We had a big march folks. And so I want to take the time to thank you for tuning in and uh, continuing to propel this show to a uh, a pretty darn good level. Um, Really, really appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen on a daily basis. And we uh, we're going to continue to to crank out the content here as we uh, move closer to the postseason. Seth Topol joined by Alex McLeady. 
Alex, we, we got to talk about this. We're in a, um, we're in a group chat with uh, a bunch of the other Minnesota wild podcasts, Brett Marshall, uh, host of sound, the foghorn, who is frequently mentioned on here, uh, because of the ease of which he allows people like me to be able to understand the statistics that go into a lot of what happens and the analytics in the NHL. Brett, last night, and I quote, here's the tweet. It was a brutal game at 5-on-5 five five for Alex Goligoski last night. According to Evolving Wilds on Twitter, they handle analytics as well. Goligoski had a 5-on-5 five five expected goals against of 2.485 which ranks 42nd worst in total expected goals allowed out of 36,676 total player games this season with a minimum of 10 minutes uh, at 5-on-5. He hit top 50 worst uh, in that performance. And so you couple that with the rodeo that John Klingberg got taken on at the end of the game, it might be time to give one of the blue line guys a bit of a breather. We may be pushing a little bit too much into the Alex Goligoski well. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I don't don't know if you want him playing playoff hockey. We'll see. They have some major decisions to make, and uh, it, you know, for one, uh, it could decide the fate of Kalen Addison on this team going forward too. So that, that, I think that's going to be one of the most debated, you know, talk it's, uh, topics other than who gets game one for goaltending once, once they clinch. Cause that, that one always, <laughs> that one always dominates the headlines. So we'll see, but they, they can, uh, they can afford, uh, you know, if they do, um, clinch tonight uh, they could afford to rotate a little bit you, you're seeing the Boston Bruins do it with their defensemen and so maybe maybe you know um, it's a good idea to you know give a breather and let let them watch from the press box and, and and see the game from up there yeah we're and and the reason we bring it up is because it, it happens where a player has an off night that's that's nothing new this was like an all-timer bad night. And so that is where the suggestion to maybe give Goligoski a breather comes in because it's not just one of those like, oh, he gave up a bad – it was responsible for a bad goal. It's like he was on the ice for, I think, three of them. Yeah, it was a nightmare. The <laughs> the John Klingberg experience uh, with the empty netter – I don't know what he was doing. He, he, he has those out of body moments. I think sometimes where he just, I don't know. He just doesn't, he doesn't think. And then it causes a major issue. You can't, you can't have that in the playoffs. They traded for him specifically for his playoff experience and, you know, being on a power play, but he can't have moments like that or else he's going to be out of the lineup if, yeah. if, it, if this happens in a playoff game. It's the equivalent of a quarterback is facing pressure and throws the ball up to the middle of the field, just does not, like, doesn't see who's who's down there. Just like, I'm not going to take the sack. I'm just going to throw this thing away, and then it ends up getting picked off. Like, he was at the top of the zone 
empty net and was trying to pass to, I think it was the far side of the zone, mm-hmm. but just never like completed the pass. He was like moving that way. And then just the puck was just let it go. <laughs> yeah, like it, And again, I'm I'm going to characterize a difference between those two. Like, obviously, the Klingberg play there was unfortunate because it led to the empty net goal. Mm-hmm. But that's one, like, that's one moment. Like, mm-hmm. the Goligoski performance overall, overall yeah. was a concern. So, it, it, I think it's time to get Kalen back in for at least a game. Maybe you give him a rotation through like you said, just to give some guys uh, a rest. But I did want to also discuss kind of what the lineup looks like uh, with Mason Shaw out. I had tweeted out um, a suggestion that involved Sam Steele going back into the lineup to the top line uh, to fill that wing spot because Marcus Foligno, that – that combination is not really working. And no. so, yes, Sam Steele is not Kirill Kaprizov, but Sam Steele has speed. And here's another point to keep in mind as well. Sam Steele wasn't this most recent time in which Sam Steele hopped onto the top line. He wasn't demoted for bad play. He simply came out of the lineup because Marcus Felino returned from his injury. So I, th- I think... The last time Steele came into the lineup, he was playing fine up there. It just I think it's it's time to replicate that speed factor on that top line as opposed to trying to be more of a a battering ram um as they have tried here over the last few games. Yeah, I really liked Steele's play in that Colorado game. Uh, he was he was forechecking hard and you know, he deserved you know, to stay in the lineup, but you know, it wasn't performance related. It was just getting Felino back in there. And it just, it, it does, it's not working with Felino and, and it's causing issues for, for Zuccarello. And yeah, it's just, they need to get him back on the third line, get him back into a checking role where he excels at and, uh, you know, start to get this lineup <laughs> fully back to what it should be. Yeah. And so then you, you keep the second line, you, you don't touch that line, obviously. No. Uh, third line then would be Felino, Goudreau, and Sunquist. Mm-hmm. Fourth line, Duhame, Dewar, and Reeves. Duhame and Dewar obviously have a lot of chemistry from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wouldn't break up Reeves and Dewar at this point. And here's the other part of it, too. You go with that for your lineup. When Nyquist is ready, if he does come back before Kaprizov's ready to go, then yeah, put him in that Sam Steele spot because he is more of a top six guy that is capable of scoring. That's what I would do. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what you're gonna have to do. And then once Kaprizov is ready, you can, you know, rotate or you know, with Sunquist and Nyquist put him there. Um and Nyquist can kill penalties. He can also be on uh, the second power play unit. So he's he's kind of a you know jack of all trades type of player, and he has that speed factor that is huge, and that that shows up in the playoffs, and that's that's why you know Bill Guerin took that risk to try to get him, uh, you know, here, and you know it was risky because he's injured, uh, and but he's ro- working really hard to you know to get get ready for the playoffs. You know, if he doesn't make it uh, for the regular season. 
Um, you know, you know, he's doing everything he can to get ready for playoffs because he's a playoff type of player too. Yeah, for sure. And at least the last update I had is that he was practicing with a no contact jersey, but I believe he has progressed past that point. So it's it's getting pretty close to where we could see Nyquist go into the lineup, and that would be a huge benefit for this team to just add another just another piece because power play's been a little bit of a mess. But I, I don't want to I don't want to overreact too much to that because you're missing your your biggest play driver, your biggest playmaker, and so. Yes, some of it is still that um, that element of overpassing, but honestly, yes. that's been that's been way better um, the last few games. It's it's situations I see of goalies just making plays, not lack of shots. It's just goalies make making plays and preventing, like in the in the Vegas game. I thought the power plays did some good things. It's just they weren't able to score. One guy that I've just been so impressed by, and it was a guy that, you know, we we all had our you know thoughts on why is Marcus Johansson coming back <laughs> to this team? Because we saw the movie the first time, and, you know, uh, he's proven everybody right uh, wrong. Um, and uh, he's such a smart player. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've liked him being on that top power play. I hope. I hope they can keep him on it because his vision, his zone entries, it's just, he's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, he's shown really good chemistry with Boldy too. So I I would like, not only are they playing together on five and five, but it's, it's fun to see on the power play, what they can do too, with that man advantage. And so I hope uh, that continues just with the way he uh, can move the puck around on, on the power play and set guys up. It's, it's fun, you know, we we have talked about the overpassing. <laughs> we we just need the guys to shoot it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that are pass first on this on this team, but you know you're gonna have to bury in the playoffs because uh, it's so hard to score goals and you know everything gets tighter. And so oh yeah, hopefully we can uh, see that uh, improve here. Yeah, that that would help. And I mean. You talk about those two defensemen, Matt Zuccarello, the other guy as well, that uh, is yeah. just just in a little bit of a rut at this point in the year. Obviously, no Kirill really hurts. And so, mm-hmm. again, you can put that into that category of things that um, I think I saw you had tweeted something about this and Brandon Molesky, a K-fan, <laughs> responded and said he just needs a dose of uh, – Kaprizov itis or something or Kaprizov Sillin? Yeah, yeah, Sillin. Yeah, it was Sillin. Yeah, Kirillison or something. Kirillisillin like yeah. <laughs> is, pro- yeah. I think, is yes. what it was. Yes, that's it. I, which is I didn't know. I didn't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, Sillin at the end. Because itis is the disease. Yeah, we Sillin don't is the, yeah. I, Yes, <laughs> I am not a medical doctor. Yes. So, no, that's it. That's one of those things, too, is I, I think I'll, there are a few things that are just not having Kirill makes a difference. So hopefully he'll um, he'll start to pick it up here a little bit because you're going to need multiple lines to be able to score. But I'm not going to I'm not going to hit the panic button at this point um, 
until Kirill gets back. If it's still a problem when Kirill gets back, then yeah, we can uh, we can raise the alarms. But those are just a few people that can pick it up. And again, kind of going back to where we started, the Wilds with a win will clinch a postseason spot. Uh, St. Louis was eliminated from postseason contention. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> today. So uh, that is uh, that is something that uh, we are thankful to not be in that position. So we'll finish today by looking at the uh, remainder of the week's schedule. We've got a few interesting games coming up this week. And so we will uh, take a look at who the Wild will play here as the week rolls on. All that's coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by a product I use on an everyday basis, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me. You want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. There's no lo- that is no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild listen number one each and every day of the week. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. We know the first game of the week, the Vegas Golden Knights again. Philip Gustafson probably in net, as you uh, pointed out, Alex. What um, what needs to change in your mind this time around uh, against the Golden Knights? Yeah, uh, just the energy level. Uh, the uh, Vegas was just uh, dominating uh, battles, and they just have to pick up the energy level. I think being at home is going to make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. They'll have the last change, and you know they just. Uh, it was a weird. It was a weird game overall because Vegas's best players weren't that great. I and mean, you look at the goal scorers that scored Zach white clouds, not scoring, you know, 40 goals a season. Um, yeah, either, you know, is either is the uh, Hoden, the uh, fourth line guy. I mean, so they were having guys that were scoring that don't really score a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So um, just, just energy level, I think. And I, I think, you know, like, like you mentioned too, uh, it might've been, you know, they were due for a letdown after, you know, so much emotion uh, in that, uh, in that Colorado game, especially late with the, with the penalty on Jared Spurgeon, which was not, a, not a penalty. And to come out of that and still get the win is 
was incredible. And so, uh, you know, I think just being, being at home is, is what the, you know, is what they needed. Yeah. That'll be just what the doctor ordered. I can't believe that that type of thing is not reviewable. Um, at that point in the game, because you'd hate to have a game decided by something like that, which thankfully it was not. But yeah, right. it, and I didn't, I didn't realize either in watching that game back that the official that was in that spot had turned his back because he was trying <laughs> to get out of the way. <laughs> so that <laughs> ridiculous, you know? How do you still make that call? Like just completely missed it, and then was like, "Oh yeah, there's the puck." It's like, well, gee, from that point of the ice, don't you wonder if maybe it hit something first? Right. <laughs> maybe you want to take a look at that before you make a game-changing <laughs> call. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't get it, but. After Monday, a little bit of a break. So the Wild won't play again until Thursday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh is fighting for dear life for a playoff spot. Uh, one of the final two wildcard spots because basically every team in the postseason in the East is already safe. And so a game on the road against a Pittsburgh team that is clinging to life will be tricky too. Yeah, they've been scoring a lot of goals. <laughs> you, you take a look at their offense. They they have some just big-time firepower. Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Rust has been playing really, really well for them. Raquel has been great, too. And, you know, they have Latang that, you know, quarterbacks everything on the back end uh, there. But their goalies also have been giving up lots of goals, Jari and the Smith. And so it'll be interesting to see who they go with. Uh, they had a you know big win today against Philly, who's just a complete mess, dumpster fire. <laughs> Got their coach, uh, coach are observing from uh, suites, which <laughs> I've never ever seen. So yeah, you know Philly, be, <laughs> just I, I don't know. You just you're like thinking this. We got the win and get out of there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you're playing some desperate teams, you know, and so. Uh, you're gonna have to have the energy, like like we talked about, uh, in you know, because these types of games prepare you for playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're they they have the intensity of that uh, when there's crucial points that you know that are on the line for for seeding and just for making the playoffs itself. Once you're in, you know, then you know. It, you know, everybody has a chance. Yeah, and the Wild will finish the week against the aforementioned out of the postseason St. Louis Blues. Uh, they were knocked out by Boston uh, in a game in which the, uh, the, I believe the Bruins ended up winning in a shootout, right? Yes, correct. They came, the Blues came back, which it was, I, I could not believe it just because uh, of their effort. They were on a back end of a back-to-back, and the day before, they for some reason started Thomas Grice. <laughs> that was that, that was a gigantic mistake. He gave up so many goals. I think he gave up six goals. It was a complete nightmare. Yeah, they did they did not uh, show up to to Nashville, um, and so that was very surprising. You know, they had they showed some pride and at least got it to a shootout uh, versus, versus Boston. Uh, yeah, and not only that. Add in the fuel of the uh, near Bennington flurry fight <laughs> that could potentially actually happen this time. Um, that that was 
when we look back, when we do like a recap of the season, that, that game was one of the craziest hockey games of, of, out of anybody out of the whole season, just with the amount of goals, everything that was, it was just chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was definitely one of the highlights of the season. A goalie chirping the opponent after giving up his fourth goal of the game. Like, yeah, the the Jordan Bennington experience for you. The heel continues. It, it really you you got to make sure that you get popcorn before you go to that thing because that's uh, gonna be it's gonna be a ride. And so it's funny because you get like the Mark Andre Fleury former teams experience. You've got Vegas, <laughs> Pittsburgh, and then on Monday the Wild play at Chicago. And so you're getting a little bit of the uh, the tour of Flurry, but it's we're we're down to the final six, final six games, and uh, it should be fun uh, all the way down to the end. And uh, we'll see if the Wilds can clinch tonight. I again will go back to what I said earlier, and that I'm choosing to believe that they just wanted to clinch at home. We'll see if I'm right, but uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for today's episode. Now that you are finished with your first listen today, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on the fight to the postseason for the teams that are in and the teams that are trying to get to the big dance. Locked On NHL, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms, just like with Locked On Wild. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it, we're there. And make sure to check us out on social media as well as we keep you up to date throughout the remainder of the season and the push to the postseason. You can find new episodes of Locked on Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.